Hey guys, welcome to episode 13 of the Low Key Podcast. They say that 13 is a lucky number. And guess what? You're in luck. Because in this podcast, we talk to Jason Ferreira of Commonwealth. Join us as we talk about roasting, what Commonwealth is, and the Denver coffee community. So like I always say, keep it nice, keep it easy, keep it low-key. Let's get this episode started. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Low Key Podcast. I am here today with the owner of Commonwealth, um, Jason Ferrar. J- Jason Ferrar. Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Ferrar. Okay. Yeah. I get that always mixed up and wrong. So. <laughs> I was saying Ferrari earlier today, yeah, which yeah, is pretty yeah. funny. So yeah. I have one question before we get into everything. How, how long did it take to grow your beard? Oh, man. That's because um, I can't grow one. I was just really curious. Yeah, this is probably since um, maybe July mm-hmm. or something like that. This July? Yeah. Like you only, it only took you three months? Yeah, like three, three and a half months or oh so. Oh, my gosh. I'm so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So I was curious, what is, can you, can you tell us in the audience, what is Commonwealth? Um, well, Commonwealth Coffee Roasters is a roastery in Denver, yeah. but do you mean like ideologically? Um, sure. Or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, so my business partner, Ryan, uh, Fisher and I, um, we both kind of come from an academic background and so we love ideas and we love, um, sort of the ideas that, um, motivate and inspire people and are sort of like the that facilitate you know the movement of whether it be entrepreneurs or Hmm. you know thoughts that bring about like real change and different things like that and so um yeah so we wanted to form a company that was you know something that contributed a lot to our community and then also like you know worked for the better of like um the people that work with us and then also the people we work with and the people, mm. you know, on both ends. So whether it be our customers, like our retail customers, like in our shop that we just opened or like our wholesale customers. And then on the other end too, like, you know, facilitating and figuring out ways like of how, you know, our purchasing and the, like in our pursuit of like the best coffee, um, you know, what can we do to make sure that like our buying practices are, um, not only just ethical, but also rewarding for, you know, farmers and the people, the farmers where you work with that we might buy through or the farmers themselves that we buy from. So, man, that is really cool. So it's like kind of a, an idea that we want to have a company that really facilitates, you know, um, healthy community and, and that works for the betterment of, you know, the people that are involved with us and like the, you know, our, our local economy at, at large, um, you know, and not just for, you know, profits in our company or the, or the betterment of Ryan and I or something like that. Mm. So we wanted something that was, um, good to others. 
yeah. you know, to put it very simply. That's awesome. You you mentioned you have another business partner, yeah. Ryan. Can you tell us a little bit how you guys met up and what the yeah. thing was? Yeah, so we met in Dallas, and, and Ryan's background has, um, you know, was always sort of like in the retail environment. He owned a shop in Dallas for um, a couple of years, and anyways, we met. I've always been in the warehouse. Uh, not always. I was a priest at one point several, several years ago, but... Um, yeah, so we met and kind of talked about moving to Denver and, you know, starting a company. I'd wanted to, you know, start a roasting company up here. I lived in Denver before I was living in Dallas at the time. Okay. And, um, yeah, so we just kind of started, you know, spitballing ideas and, and then it kind of came about. But so Ryan has had the uh, arduous process of waiting for our retail for him to like, you know, totally own and own it. And so it's, uh, it's been cool to. That's awesome. To see that come about in a way, even though it's like a small little shop in our warehouse, but it's, um, Ryan's like the best person I know at hospitality and, um, inviting people into like an experience into himself and into, mm-hmm. you know, kind of our company. And so it's, it's a really great, um, that we have that now. So that's always been the plan, but it took us a few years to get there. Yeah. So I, it always does. <laughs> what? What was your first drink that you ever drank of coffee? And what led you into specialty coffee? Mm. I, uh, you know, I don't think I remember my first drink of coffee. I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. You know, like, it, could, it could be aeons. No, I mean, I remember in high school, uh, like, I, you know, I never really loved high school. Or, or, well, yeah, that too. But didn't really ever <laughs> love coffee until, like, later. But I remember we'd, like, me and my buddies would go to, like, a diner or something before school, and I just remember we would drink, like, cups of coffee or something, and uh, we would drink it black, you know, Mm -hmm. and I just remember always on the way to, like, our first period, our first class, that my breath always smelled like I was smoking cigarettes, and uh, (laughs) so I was always, like, worried that, like, because, like, you know, kind of how brutal that coffee was, that, you know, it was like, oh, man, like, I'm going to get in trouble or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so that was like, that's like probably a distinct early memory of coffee. Um, but then I kind of got into coffee. I just kind of fell into it. I, I had been doing like some restaurant management stuff. Um, and then when I moved to Dallas, I was finishing my degree, but, um, I needed, you know, a job. And so I had a, one of my, a one, a friend of my cousins was opening a coffee shop and, had never done retail of any sort or, you know, like food service management stuff. And so I just was like, Hey, I got this skill set, and mm. I need something that's easy, <laughs> but also like can pay my bills cause I'm in school, you know? And yeah. Uh, yeah. So just kind of started there and then, you know, it's, uh, I was fortunate to, you know, meet the right people and, you know, be exposed to like really interesting information and, you know, and just kind of growing from there. So that was back in 2008. Dang. Wow. That's cool. So long. (laughs) So what made you decide um, that you wanted to be in the coffee industry? What led you to building up of uh, Commonwealth and what, what makes you passionate about the coffee industry? Yeah. I mean, I think um, the decision for me was uh, a little bit out of necessity. So I'd been coffee working in coffee for several years and then 
I studied philosophy and literature in college and realized wow. I didn't want to be an academic. And yeah. So I was like, well, <laughs> I guess I'll teach high school English or like, you know, and then, yeah. but then I ended up um, getting a, a, a job offer for the roasting position that I was working, already working for in uh, the company that I was working for. Yeah. And so I was like, man, I like it. And I'm like, I think I'm good at it, you know, like, you know, and so you just kind of, you just kind of go with it. And, um, I love entrepreneurial stuff. So it was always mm. kind of like, you know, an idea is like, man, like I want to kind of jam out and do my own company at some point, but you know, you need to put your time in and learn it. Like, you know, you yeah, need to, you need to, you're better off at least if you, you know, learn first and then do it, you know, as opposed to just like doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, but what I love about coffee is it's, um, it's like this incredible medium where, you know, people and ideas, like they gather like around it and like, it like is this substance, you know, that people partake in when they like just like want to chat or, yeah. you know, or talk about like a serious idea or study or whatever. And so like what's fascinating about coffee is it's such like, I mean, it's such a luxury, like literally like no one needs coffee to be like, like nutritious, you know what yeah. I mean? Like we all need <laughs> coffee, right? You know, but like no one needs it. And so the fact that it's like so ubiquitous, um, not only in the Western world, but like, you know, throughout like, a lot of the world um and that it's thing that like people gather around to like have community or to like mm-hmm. share joy or share love or um yeah or gonna for goodness sakes like prompt revolutions or something like that like it's just an amazing thing that it has played such like a key role in like facilitating um great relationships and great movements in our history and and then what like that means personally for me is like like, I love, like, we, Ryan and I always talk about coffee. Like, we love coffee. Yeah. But coffee always takes, like, the backseat to relationships and people. And so, like, coffee for us is, like, the means by which we can, like, take care of our clients. And, like, yeah. like support, like, our wholesale accounts. Like, um, and, you know, just, like, build friendships and community, like, around this product that we're involved in professionally, obviously. But, um yeah, it's, it's the means by which, like, we are able to, like, serve people and hopefully, like, make, like, our, like, group of folks that we interact with, like, better or something like that, you yeah. know, like, in, in, in sort of giving them what we have, you know, so. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. <laughs> um, what are your, what are your favorite personal, like, brew methods, if you have any? Yeah, um... Personal favorite brew methods. It's sort of like, it's kind of like how you decide which beer you want to drink. Like, it's like, yeah. well, like how am I feeling? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's a little bit like that. And so, um, you like, we, like, our go-to brew method oftentimes for just, like, pours is a, like a Kalita wave either size. We just, we like the way they brew and feel like we get, like, decent even extractions out of them pretty consistently. Um, at home, I have, like, this, like, cool like ceramic Kalita wave that my buddy Matthew Jorgensen made for me and that's really awesome um, so I use that at home on weekends but I I really only brew coffee at home like 
one day a week or something, you know? Yeah, because you're probably over here. <laughs> yeah, I'm always here or, like, yeah. you know, hitting up, you know, one of our friend's shops or something. And But, uh, yeah, I love Kalitas, and I love Aeropresses. Aeropresses are just so fun. They're so, like, quirky, mm-hmm. and um, that's probably, like, my second favorite, I guess. Mm-hmm. Probably, like, well, I might like Aeropresses the most. Just because they're like they're kind of cute to brew, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just like this dinky little, you know, press thing. So. thing. What What made you decide on the name Commonwealth? Yeah, kind of going back to like what I said earlier about you know um, the whole like community and stuff. So we have like a quote on the back of our bags from Hobbes, um, and Hobbes was a thinker I think in the 17th century. Um, he wrote a book called Leviathan but anyways he's the first one to sort of coin the term the commonwealth you know and it's a very it's like very political kind of term like Mm. you have the commonwealth which is like Australia Great Britain you know Canada like that are all kind of lumped in sort of the commonwealth then you have you know in the states even like Virginia is called the commonwealth of Virginia right so it has these like really sort of um, you know sort of sovereign political sort of overtones but like sort of at its essence what we kind of see it as is like um something that should right because it doesn't always work that out that way especially mm-hmm. politically but like something yeah. that should work for like the better of all of its members right and mm-hmm. so like that's the idea is that we're all like working together for the commonwealth like the commonwealth right the common good that kind yeah. of deal and so um yeah, we totally jacked the name from Thomas Hobbes, but but, uh, but I'm a pre- I, I think he appreciates that you're using it nowadays. Yeah, so. maybe. <laughs> yeah, Hobbes was an interesting character. So sounds like it. What uh, is there any personal regions you love of coffee, or are they all your favorite? Yeah, I mean, I it just it's so funny. Like, obviously, I I really love like we're drinking a Kenyan right now. You know, mm-hmm. I love like super deep good fruit interesting complex Kenyan coffees but you know sometimes like like this past several months since we've had all of our new crop centrals in like I just love like a super accessible like guat like we had two from Chimaltenango this year that were just like like not the highest scoring coffees in the world like Mm -hmm. still like you know top tier for like what they are but like just super accessible and super drinkable and you know it's kind of like the brew method like it's like you know, like, how am I feeling? Like, what do I want right now? Like, do yeah. I want something that's, like, going to, like, challenge my palate and, like, be really interesting and a lot to parse out, like, and, you know, to, like, to sort of, like, to think, to, to, to cause me to think about what I'm drinking or do I want something that's going to be a little bit more, like, relaxed, like, you know, like a good central or, you know, mm-hmm. um, something that, uh, yeah, it's just kind of a, a little bit of an emotional decision, I guess, but, yeah. but I love all the, I love all, you know, the, the major growing regions and I love the funky stuff too. Like we, we usually carry at least, uh, one, uh, sorry, I got distracted by the hot water. Tower. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Um, yeah, like we carry some South Asian coffees. So like we have a Papua New Guinea that's, you carry every year. That's like super herbaceous and like carrot like tastes like stewed carrots and like kind of like has like some tomato bisque notes often and oh, it's man. like super funky but it's super clean and and it's like uh really fun to drink you know and so yeah i mean in 
and not always, but once in a while you get a Sumatran that like isn't super dirty, you know, mm-hmm. and like, like I remember I had a, a Sumatran like four years ago that was like, I mean, it tasted like a Bordeaux wine. It was like, Ooh. you know, had this like nice earthiness to it, but then it had like crazy, crazy, you know, deep, deep, deep fruit notes on top and Man. it was pretty incredible. Yeah, Sounds but that was delicious. like, that maybe is the only Sumatra I've like really, really loved. But yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, we, we try to, especially in our offerings to like our clients or what we have, you know, we try to kind of carry an array of different, you know, coffees that, that bring different things to the table for the consumer. That's cool. What, what made you decide like to be a roaster over a multi-roaster? Well, we roast our own coffee. Yeah. So that's obviously, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the biggest part. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's it, for us, it's, you know, it's, a, it's our retail spot is a way to showcase our product to um, the public and uh, like in our own house, you know what I mean? So the past three years, it's been great, but hard because we haven't really had like a face to our company because like we're in the warehouse all the time, you know? And Yeah. Um, so it's been cool to, you know, have this now open where like people can you know, come in and kind of see what we do. And then also like, you know, uh, drink our coffee, like in our spot, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's a huge part of it. That's really awesome. Yeah. 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 It's really nice to have your own place. Yeah, totally. Do you, um, do you have anything you love about roasting? Yeah. I kind of love it all. I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, it's like this, it's just sort of a crazy thing. I mean, I mean, I think there's a misnomer, and, and people would disagree with me, so maybe it's not like a total misnomer, but like, you know, it's, you know, a lot of times um, roasters will talk about like creating this profile or something like that, you know, but mm-hmm. the reality is, is like all the qualities that we taste like in the finished cup, like our latent qualities, you know, that we're bringing out via the roast process, you know, but okay. like, I'm not like being like, you're going to taste like this, you know, or something and like, mm-hmm. you know doing that but like really it's it's a way that you're sort of like bringing the coffee like from one stage like into something else but really all you're doing is facilitating the change like I'm not like like you know telling it it's gonna I'm not like painting a you know a portrait or something like that like we're mm-hmm. like you know and definitely there's different like styles of roast and stuff like you know depending on how much you caramelize or this or whatever um, but what's fascinating to me is like finding great coffees and like bringing them to the point where they're like, uh, have like a super great relationship between sweetness, balance and complexity, you know? And, mm. and so, yeah. And the roast process is just like this like funky thing. Like you have like these crazy chemical reactions happening, like, like during the browning processes when like the majority of the flavor compounds are like, um, forming between like in the Maillard reaction, which is like carbohydrates and amino acids, like basically banging into each other and, you know, creating these like complex molecular chains that are like flavor Mm -hmm. compounds. So like when we smell and taste, like whatever it is we're smelling and tasting, like it smells and tastes that way because it has the molecular makeup of like the flavor compound of whatever it is we're talking about, whether it be, um, you know, a savory sort of taste or, 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 or a certain type of you know, fruit or vegetal or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. like it's fascinating that, that the roast process is just like such a volatile exercise in like, you know, chemistry that none of us really understand. Mm-hmm. And like, but like, you know, there's, there's numerous folks out there that can like just kill it. And it's fun to like, you know, pursue that every day. And even like the mundane nature of, I mean, cause at the baseline, like 
it's manufacturing. Like literally I just like mm. drop coffee in, you know, we roast it, we pop it out, we bag it, like do it you know, over and over and over again. Like, you know, uh, multiple times a week and uh, like the monotony of that, but like being able to produce something so like great and tasty and beautiful that like has the possibility to like make someone's morning better or something like that, like mm. makes the monotony like come out into relief and like make it itself like a really fun and kind of beautiful thing. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I really love roasting. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm the warehouse guy. Like, yeah. like I'll go behind the bar and like serve drinks and stuff. But like, I really just want to be like in the warehouse, like roasting and stuff. That's my jam. That's pretty awesome. Do you, do you guys have a different process of roasting compared to other people or what, what is your roasting process? Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I mean, no one reinvents the wheel, honestly. You know what I mean? Like, and so I don't think what we do is novel by any means or, um, for us, like our biggest, you know, sort of concern after like, you know, dialing our profiles in to sort of like achieve what we want in the cup for that given coffee and, um, is like consistency. And so we get real, like just geeky about data. So we're like tracking every 30 seconds and like, making sure, you know, that this week's roast looks like last week's roast. So we're not, you know, surprising our customers with a coffee that doesn't taste like the coffee they want, you know? Yeah. So that's one of our big pushes. And I think that is, um, it's just like tedious work, but we love it. And like, that's Mm. like my big impetus is like, listen, like consistency, you know? Yeah. Like, let's make this try to be as much of a science as we can so that we can deliver really consistent products. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Do you sort of? It's just kind of cheating. <laughs> yeah. It's just like yeah. I think it's awesome. It's just ex- <laughs> it's just Excel worksheets and timers and stuff. Yeah. And you're just like Ooh, you know, that's cool. <laughs> do you do do you, did you have a reason for choosing Denver over any other city? Yeah, I mean, partially. I mean, there's multiple reasons for me. Um, I, you know, lived here before. I have a bunch of family out here, so I want to be closer to family. And then at the time, the market was, you know, it still is pretty big. I mean, it's a big market, and it's wide open just because of the amount of people that are moving here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, for me, it was um, a great city to be in, close to my family. And, and mm-hmm. then, uh, yeah, we felt like it was a good opportunity just to come to the market and and uh, sort of be a part of, like, building um, sort of the Denver coffee community, along with, like, all of our fellow roasters in town. Like, we're all pretty um, pretty good friends with each other and stuff, which is a really unique thing. I think That's in, cool. in Denver yeah. is everyone's super – everyone helps each other out, like, um, all the time and, and hangs out. We get lunch, like, yeah. I mean, it's just – it's a super great market to be in. It's a really unique market. And uh, – in terms of like other places I've been in the U.S. that like ever like competing companies are like are tight with each other and like yeah yeah we know we're competing against each other but it doesn't mean that we can't like work together you know for like to better ourselves and then also our market you know at large because mm-hmm. that's just gonna make you know in the end all of us um, better and and ultimately like it's gonna be better you know for our companies too like if yeah. we cooperate and hang out and be friendly with each other so like a big thing for us is like you know making sure that like our customers or whatever like 
know that they, they can get a great cup of coffee at like Sweet Bloom or Huckleberry or whatever and like mm-hmm. vice versa like there's not like any weird rivalries or you know animosity between companies which I think is super rare yeah you know in terms of coffee communities around the country yeah I really like that that's yeah. really cool that's really awesome yeah to it's, see that it's super great to be a part of yeah outside of coffee is there anything in the Denver area you like to do or I mean, there's lots of things. <laughs> I mean, it's just like a fun place to be, you know? You get to hang out and go hiking every weekend in the summer. Oh, and man. Fly fishing or, you fly know. Fly fishing. What's, yeah. What's that? Well, it's like fishing, but you use, it's a different type of, it's not like bait casting. So fly fishing is you have a certain type of rod and you basically present fake flies to the fish. So it's like, oh. have you ever seen it? You know, when people are like casting over and over again, you see yeah. a video, like that's fly fishing. Oh. Yeah, so it's a it's a fun way so hmm. of fishing. Uh, do you think I like you thought I meant like fishing for flies? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Fly. I in my head like I think of flying fish too. Oh yeah. The, those exist. I'm like those exist yeah. in Denver. Like no, no. Interesting. Like no, yeah. how is that possible? <laughs> yeah, but then you know like Denver's pretty cool too. I mean, it's sort of like the whole food scene and the culinary arts have been like just coming into its own and so there's a ton of great stuff going on and a lot of good food and, and chefs trying to like push the envelope and mm-hmm. yeah and make things accessible too which is really great so it's just it's a it's a great city to be in right now yeah we we just ate at park burger yeah that was yeah really good. yeah it's a good so burger place it's a good really really fantastic burger place. yeah so. totally um but yeah is there um is there anything any way that people can support you or any way that how can they support you? In what ways? Yeah, I mean, obviously buying coffee is a big way, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not to pander. No, but I mean, I think like just in general, like talking good about like I mean, if it's whether in our market or you know, or or if you're in a different city somewhere, like like I think the worst thing anybody can do, consumer or professional, is like start talking noise about like another competing company or cafe in their city. Cause all that does is like create more animosity and it brings the whole culture down. And so I think like for me as a part of the greater coffee community, it's like, I just want to see more of us constantly and like working to support each other. I mean, even if someone roasts how you don't like, or, you know, is like serving something like what we consider like old school or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason, like, we can't find value in that. Like, I mean, there's something that, uh, this guy named Richard Stanley who worked at Fairtrade USA years ago, I don't know if he's still there anymore, but I remember I was talking to him one time about uh, some green coffees, and um, he was like, listen, man, like, there's a place for every coffee. Like, you know, we in specialty coffee may buy, like, the top, you know, whatever percentage of a percent, right, you know, of coffee that's produced, but, like, you know, especially in, like, the specialty coffee realm, I mean, specialty, you know, starts at what? I mean, you just took the Q grade at 82. Isn't that, like, the little threshold score? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so, like, but so many of the companies, like us, like, we're buying, like, the lowest we buy is, like, maybe an 86. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, where is, like, the bulk of that coffee going? And for a lot of people, it's in, like, shops that, you know, or serving a different demographic or a different part of the market that, you know, hmm. like we shouldn't just 
be like, oh man, like that's no good. You know what I mean? Cause like <laughs> the reality is, is we may be like, as like super specialty niche roasters or something like we may be buying what, like if we're like, if you're a higher volume roaster, say you buy like the best lot from the person's farm and maybe it's only 20% of their entire production. Like mm -hmm. that's great that that farmer got like a really high price point for that 20% of his entire farm. But what's he going to do with the other 80? Yeah. You know, like, does he sell it to sea market or does he find another importer to take it in or whatever? Like, and so I think we need to think sort of to support the industry at large, which I'm a part of, right? You said support me, but yeah. it's really not about me. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's about sort of creating our market to accommodate like sort of different iterations of what coffee is and could be, you know what I mean? Like coffee yeah. just isn't like third wave fancy light roasted coffee, even though I love it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm into it. I do it, you know? Um, but there's so much more to it. And I think that if we like look at it and it's like, yeah. And like the bulk of that market actually like is people's lively livelihoods. It kind of gives us a different perspective mm -hmm. of like in the ways that we can support our coffee community at large. Yeah. That's exactly why I'm starting this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, where, where do you think the coffee industry is headed? Yeah, I mean, this, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a prophet or something, but <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> I mean, it's definitely growing significantly and it's, you know, the, especially the, the specialty market, you know, base is growing mm -hmm. in terms of consumers that are aware of the product and, you know, and partake in it. And yeah, I mean, I think it's a good time for kind of everyone right now that there's so much growth happening across the board. Um, although climate change is scary, it might change things in you yeah. know, 30, 40 years, but, or sooner, who knows? Um, we all, be, we all might be like roasting, you know, peanuts and in, in cocoa here in like 30 years, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I think it's just going to continue to grow and, and hopefully some more innovation, um, and understanding like sort of the 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 food science like level of things like why does you know this happen in the roast or like why are mm -hmm. these things happening or what what exactly is going on and stuff and a lot of that stuff it just takes technology to sort of interpret you know those things so mm -hmm. I'm hoping that the more we go the more we understand and and it'll just like just continue to be a fascinating industry to be a part of I feel like the past several years you know, the past 10, 15 years has been like a super fascinating time to see, especially what we've even under begin to understand with about extraction has changed dramatically. Like from like, even when I started, especially coffee in like 2008 to like 2011, it was like, what the heck were we doing three years ago? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was like, it's like changing that fast, which is a really fun to be a part of, but it takes a lot of work to like, mm -hmm. um, stay up on that. And then also to like figure out how to implement, you know, the, the knowledge and data that we're learning. So wow. yeah, hopefully more innovation, you yeah. know, more understanding, you know, tighter. Um, yeah. And also like on the agricultural side, hopefully, you know, we, we continue buying more and more coffee from farmers and, you know, they'll be able to increase sort of like the quality of like a greater part of their yield or whatever, you know, and, and control some of those variables on the agricultural side too. Hmm. So much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff, but it's really cool. Yeah. What is, if you could tell us, what does the future look like for, for Commonwealth? Yeah. And uh, is there any dreams or big plans for you guys? Yeah, always dreams and big plans, you know? It's like, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, just one, continue what we're doing. So building wholesale and, and trying to deliver really great coffee to really great folks. Um, and then also we would love to sort of start doing some more retail down the road, you know, a couple more mm. shops in Denver and, you know, who knows where else. But, you yeah, know, yeah, just keep growing. So Come to Vegas, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Um, want to thank you for being on. Um, just thank you for taking time out of your bit busy schedule to be on the low-key podcast yeah thanks for having me yeah i appreciate it so um that's all i got for you thank you thanks man see you guys later want to thank you guys again for listening to the low-key podcast if you like us go subscribe to us on itunes go follow us on instagram and go check us out on facebook so you can check out what low-key is doing and who 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 low-key is interviewing mainly i'm low-key but also want to thank Commonwealth Coffee Roasters for being on the podcast. If you're ever in the Denver area, go check them out. Go get some beans. Go sip on some coffee. They're a great shop. Go check them out. And go check out their website as well as their Facebook and their Instagram page. So want to thank you guys for listening again. Go check us out. Go check out Common Commonwealth Coffee Roasters. And like I always say, keep it nice, keep it easy, keep it low-key. Thanks for listening.